Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Evan Brand. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to read you a review from iTunes. I hope this will motivate you. I really would love if you would review my show on your Apple device, your iPad, iPhone, whatever you listen to the podcast with. You can just click write a review and then boom, give me some stars. We've got over 560 reviews and I would love to get it to more and more and more. Guy named Chris said he had an appointment with me the other day and after struggling with chronic health issues for half of his life with candida, lime, and mold, he feels confident in his protocol labs and supplements. Everything has a meaning and it makes a lot of sense when you first listen to the podcast, educate yourself on the topics and work with someone you are confident in. Thank you. That's awesome. I'm glad that you're here. And also... Uh, someone else here, I don't know, this is an interesting username, but anyway, they said, if you want to truly learn all while being digestible and easy to understand, look no further, Evan's the best. Longtime listener, he's also helped me overcome my own Lyme, mold, and gut issues. I could have not done it without him. His podcast and guests offer incredible information, and for free, we're so lucky. Thanks, Evan. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for leaving the review. So please, I would love you all forever. Write a review on your Apple Podcast app. Do it right now. Give me some stars, whatever you think the show deserves. If you have a story to share, have you have you shared it with your friends and family? Do they like it? Have you been able to improve someone's life? Let me know. I love to hear these things. It's seriously what keeps me going. All right, now let's get into the podcast today. I think you're going to enjoy this one. This is going to be all about the various aspects of binders using binders to detoxify, using binders to pull out heavy metals, mycotoxins, pesticides, herbicides. We use binders all the time in clinic. I take them personally. I use them clinically. My family takes them. Binders are awesome. So let's dive in. I hope you enjoy. The Better Belly course is still open for enrollment, so I still have the doors open. I will be closing them soon. If you do want to register, first of all, what is it? Uh, That is my functional medicine training course. And that is something I've created after years of working with people clinically and people have begged me over the years, hey, Evan, please, 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 please create a course so that I can learn how to read these labs because I want to learn and I may want to practice clinically myself. Okay, well, that's what I did. Betterbellycourse.com. That is my school. That is the first of many courses that I'm working on behind the scenes, but that one is live and you can enroll. We have over 200 students. I'm so glad that you're all in there. It is a blast. We're getting great feedback. So betterbellycourse.com, check it out. If you need help clinically, I am available, evanbrand.com. You can reach out. You can book a free call. How it works is you schedule a 15-minute free call with Megan. She's amazing. She's my functional medicine practitioner on staff as well. And basically what we do is we jump on the call with you for 15 minutes. We chat with you about your symptoms, your goals. And then if we think you're a good fit, we'll put you on the calendar. And then we dive in. And we'll talk about labs. We'll talk about what have you done previously? What's helped you? What hasn't helped you? What's failed? What did the other guy say? What did the other gal say? We dive into all of that. So reach out at evanbrain.com. And thanks for being here. Enjoy. And we are live. It's Dr. J here in the house with Evan Brand. Today we're going to be talking about using binders to help detoxify. Exciting podcast because we are utilizing all the things that we are chatting about with our patients every week. And we're excited to share with everyone else, some of our natural strategies. Evan, how we doing, man? I'm doing really well. Excited to dive into this. This is something that 
you and I got into several years ago, and it's been really helpful for our practice because we've been able to take people that were not tolerating protocols, and then we were able to get them to tolerate the protocol. And so when you're coming in and working on something like gut infections, whether it's H. pylori, parasites, bacterial overgrowth, candida, sometimes if people have been sick for a really long time, they may not tolerate the protocol we're giving them. And that doesn't mean the protocol that we're giving them is incorrect or there's something wrong with it or there's an herb reaction or a, I don't know, like a, you know, a supplement that's not working well for them. That's not usually the case. In fact, that's extremely rare. But what rather is happening is that the process of killing off these toxins, I kind of use the analogy of like a bad breakup. And when you're kicking out the girlfriend, she's taking off the pictures off the wall and she's breaking them and there's a bunch of glass shards in the hallway as you kick her out, it's not a clean breakup. And so when you're killing off these bugs, they don't wanna die, they don't wanna leave. And so they may release toxins that make you feel bad in an effort to get you to stop killing them. Hence, that's where binders will come in and they're acting as the janitor and they're gonna come sweep up the glass shards that the bugs left behind. Interesting way of looking at it. <laughs> I like it. Like the analogy that I typically give is imagine you got a trash barrel right in your home. Uh, well, it may not be a big deal until you go buy a whole bunch of groceries. Now imagine you got a smaller trash barrel. Well, once you're throwing away the egg carton and, and all the other trash from everything else, it's going to overflow. And that overflowing is, is where you start dealing with die off. And a lot of people, people that are more sick, tend to have smaller trash baskets to begin with. And so essentially giving yourself a bigger trash basket or increasing the frequency that we take it out, right? Empty it out is going to help. So I think uh, either analogy works. So in general, I think the first thing I want to highlight off the bat is, well, I like to prepare patients to get their, you know, to get killing done in, in a right way. So I'm always working on hormones and adrenals and, and diet and blood sugar and digestion first. I find that is the most important component to all this. So an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So before you go in and start having to do all this killing and, and use binders, first get yourself ready for it. And most people do not like that. They want to go in there and kill, 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 kill. But preparation is going to be really important. Yeah, and it sounds really attractive, and people, they get really excited when they find pathogens on a test. So we're going to run a comprehensive stool panel, we're going to run an organic acids test, and we're going to be jumping on a call with someone to discuss the lab results. And then they're going to say, oh my God, I have to get this stuff out of me. I knew I had parasites. I knew I had this. I knew I had that. And then they're ready. But we kind of have to pace people. You know, when we've done this thousand plus times between the both of us, so we know that, hey, based on their constitution. How do you pick up on that as a practitioner? Well, it all goes into stress management. What's in their bucket of stress? Are they going through a divorce? Are they moving cross country? Are they a teacher? Are they working overtime? Are they a CEO? Are they not sleeping well? Are they doing too much alcohol? Those things are going to make us say, huh, well, you know what? We probably can't go full strength with this person. Or if we do, we're going to need to come in and bring in the binders. And the binders are these tools that they can be used in isolation and we often use those in isolation. However, the majority of the time, we're going to be using them as just part of a protocol, meaning maybe during the day, we're going to be killing bugs, and then maybe at night, 
we're going to be using binders. Or maybe first thing in the morning when they're fasted, and we know fasting increases the excretion of toxins, including mold and mycotoxins, maybe we have someone do a binder first thing in the morning at 6 or 7 a.m. when they wake up, and they don't eat until eight or nine when they take their killing herbs, something like that. So there's a lot of ways to work these into the protocol, and it kind of depends on the person. It depends on the constitution. It depends on whether it's a kid or an adult. But uh, these are amazing tools, and we'll break it down here in a minute. Yep, I like that. I think that makes a lot of sense. So one of the first things we can do to help a die-off is decrease inflammation. We know agglutination happens or cells become really sticky when there's a, a strong inflammatory environment. So like imagine walking in your kitchen and like the floor is really sticky. It's like, oh, you're like creeping around that icky feeling on your feet. That's kind of what happens when you're inflamed and you start doing detoxification. Your body is just all inflamed. Things aren't moving, things are sticky. And we want to keep things loose and flowing and slippery. So the first thing kind of in preparation for all this is getting the inflammation down. So one of the things that I love doing for die-off support, we talked about it before, one, we've already worked on the diet, right? Inflammation's down, food allergens out, digestion's better. We're working on sleep, we're working on hydration. Getting your hydration up is super important, right? Every time you, you consume water, you're diluting the amount of toxins in your body, right? Significantly. And so solution to pollution is dilution, high quality filtered water, reverse osmosis, or some kind of really good filtered spring water, maybe add some extra minerals in so the, you're getting some minerals too. Add in some ginger tea. Ginger is natural anti-inflammatory, and it's also a natural anticoagulant, so it prevents things from sticking. You could do ginger tea, burdock tea is also really good. That's a good starting place so then things are moving, your cells aren't clumping up and sticking together. And then from there, that's where it's a good place to maybe add in some binders. So a good first binder would be a really good activated charcoal, especially ones that are kind of more coconut shell based at bedtime, two hours after food and supplements. So it's kind of in your bloodstream. It's kind of filtering things out. It's not getting binding up to all your food and all the nutrients in your food unless you want to because you're eating some bad food. That's a good first starting point to kind of get you moving. Yeah, let's break down charcoal just a little bit so people understand what it is. They hear it, but they're picturing maybe the charcoal, you know, petroleum-based block that your dad used to put lighter fluid on and burn them down and put them in the grill, and then you cook some hot dogs as a kid oh, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, totally. That's not the charcoal we're talking about. So basically what they're going to do is they're going to heat these coconut shells. That's going to be the best, and the, basically they're decomposed coconut shells, so they're at a very, very, very high temperature, and then they're gonna combine it with oxygen to, quote, activate the charcoal. And then what happens is, if you were to look at it under a microscope, you've got millions and millions and millions of what they would call micropores on the surface of the charcoal. And it's, when people say bind, it sounds like a magnet, but it's really not. You know, it's called an adsorbent agent. And so you've got no, this you picture. Know, you, you had it right. So it, it's not like a sponge, it's more like a magnet. Yeah, right. So it's like a, you've got, but it's a weak magnet right. is my point about the magnet is is it's weak, meaning that you actually can create a herx if you do too much charcoal, for example. So I did it personally. When I went really high dose, like eight, 10 capsules several times a day of charcoal, I actually, I started to get just a little off, like I was detoxing too much. And, and so I found, yes, it is kind of a magnet, but it's a weak one, meaning that if you picture like the lava rock, that's probably the best example in a, in a big form that people can visualize is those lava rocks. Maybe you had those, that was like old school landscaping. I know as a kid, we had lava rocks yep. in the front of our yep. house. 
And so the lava rock, you saw these tiny little holes in it, and that's kind of the, the charcoal, but, but at a bigger level. And so let's say it's mycotoxins or heavy metals or pesticide, whatever else is kind of in those little holes. But remember, you still have to move this microscopic lava rock with the, with the toxins on through the intestinal tract. And if you have a leaky gut, some of those things can kind of fall off the lava rock and then go back into the bloodstream, which is why you can herx even from binders alone. And so this is a really important point I want people to know because more is not always better when it comes to binders. So sometimes you can only handle one cap of charcoal three times a day. Some people can handle more than that. 100%. So you kind of highlight a couple things. What's the mechanism? Well, there's going to be an adsorbent mechanism. Think adsorbent, more magnet, absorbent, more like a sponge, right? Absorbent sponge, adsorbent, more magnet. Again, we want to take it after food and supplements so we don't bind up nutrition. I like starting it at bedtime. So it's working overnight because a lot of how we detoxify happens around 1 to 3 a.m. And so I like having it in the intestinal tract when the liver and gallbladder dump. That way, it's there binding stuff up and we can excrete it better. Now, one of the big side effects of activated charcoal and binders is constipation. So I always tell my patients, make sure your bowel movements are regular before you go into killing and use any binders. Because if we're adding things that could slow down the motility more, well, that's, that's a problem. Now, it'll at least help pull toxins in, but it's still going to be slowing down your body's ability to get toxins out of your intestinal tract. So that's not good. So if that's the case, we're going to be adding in things to help move our intestinal tract and make sure we're passing all of our bowel movement out in 24 hours or less, 18 to 24 hours. So we have that effective mechanism of elimination working. So first thing is, first check is like hydration. Second check is making sure your bowel movements are, are working. And then if they're not, we're going to be adding things in there. Make sure our intestinal, intestinal tract is moving appropriately before we add in binders. And if we have side effects of constipation with the binders, we're going to be adding more support to keep the bowels moving. And it's honestly pretty easy. I mean, it's a very common kind of gut reaction. Oh my God, charcoal, constipation. But I'll be honest with you, it's rare that it's something that requires special attention because a lot of times we're doing extra vitamin C because most people are low in that. Most people are deficient in magnesium, so we're doing extra of that already. Yep. A lot of times the herb formulas that you and I are using for gut infections, those may have some extra bowel-moving support in those. And just by clearing out infections, you and I have talked about in the past how bacterial overgrowth can create certain gases that will slow the transit time down yep. just by eradicating those infections the bowels can return to normal so yes constipation can happen but it's it's usually not a huge wrench in the gears and we can overcome it pretty easily with some minor tweaks if needed yeah exactly so it can go either way some people when they get inflamed they're pulling a whole bunch of water in to flush things out if you're more prone to be constipated, you just have to be mindful of it. That's why when we're adding in binders, we're doing it like one capsule at a time. So there's no big jump. Where people get into trouble is they just kind of come in there with a higher dose or they jump too fast. And that's where the problem comes in. And again, like Evan mentioned, you, some of the herbs that we give may have a really you know good laxative effect or, or really help the intestinal migrating motor complex work well. If not, I'll be using spe special things like uh, magnesium and things like that to keep the intestinal tract moving. Uh, ginger is a really good prokinetic, so we'll be adding that in and really just helping to support the natural migrating motor complex of the intestinal tract while adding some binders. Now, once we start adding some binders at nighttime, we may do it sometime midday as well. That way we kind of have coverage within a 12 hour 
time frame. So we have some coverage at night, some coverage during the day, but I always start at night first, partly because that's when we were dumping a lot of toxins at night. Yeah, let me just address this concern real quick, and then we'll move on to my next favorite binder, which is chlorella. Uh, so just like, oh, charcoal, constipation, people go, oh, charcoal, mineral depletion. Uh, I've talked with a guy named Neil Nathan, who wrote a great book called Toxic. I often recommend people buy that to look into binders. He has worked alongside a guy named Dr. Michael Gray, who's a toxicologist. I believe he's out of Arizona. He's a guy who's been working on treating mold for decades. This guy has been using, I've heard insane numbers, like 50 to 100 grams of charcoal per day. We're talking literally 80, 90, 100 capsules of charcoal a day for years. And there's never been an issue of mineral depletion ever, 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 ever. Wow. So his kind of argument after I probed him on that question was, well, what about mineral depletion? He goes, well, so what if you lose one or 2% of minerals? If you're getting 98% of your nutrition and minerals still, the, the pros outweigh the cons in the sense that you're removing toxins that are affecting hormones, the brain, the liver, the kidneys. So he's like, yeah, maybe you lose a couple percent, but it's never been something that's caused like a heart attack because you lost so much potassium or anything crazy like that. Yeah, you're just going to be taking it away. You're going to be just taking it away from it. So that's going to mitigate most of it. If you're taking activated charcoal with your food all the time, yeah, maybe you have a problem. But you're going to be, one, you're going to be getting a lot of minerals in your water and food throughout the day. And then you're going to start by taking it at night when you're not overly hydrating anyway. And two, at least two hours after you've eaten. So it's not that big of a deal. And so, yeah, as long as you time it up right, I, I just think that's a, a moot point for sure. Yeah. All right. So let's let's go into chlorella because I really love chlorella and I didn't know too much about it besides that you'd see like little chlorella tablets. It always comes in these little green looks like a little Pez or something, and they're kind of hard to chew, but they're a little awkward to swallow. And then luckily I found a couple companies that make micronized liquid chlorella, and that's what I often use. Chlorella is an algae, but it works amazing as a broad spectrum. So a lot of people kind of market it as a heavy metal detox because it has a really unique ability to bind on to heavy metals like mercury and lead and cadmium and arsenic and aluminum, things that every modern human has, whether it's from breathing in car exhaust to having amalgam fillings in their mouth. But it's awesome. And I've seen, I could show you several case studies on pesticides, herbicides, and mold toxins and chlorella being used to pull those out. We've got, in fact, before and after results of seeing even little kids, two, three, four-year-olds that I've worked with where they had major, major, major pesticides. These were kids that were diagnosed autistic or on the spectrum. We give them as high dose as we can go of chlorella. We retest after three to six months, and guess what? The pesticide herbicides are gone. And, oh, my God. I mean, sometimes it just almost makes you cry because it's like, wow, how is something like this so beneficial, but you're not hearing about this on the nightly news? Yeah, absolutely. So... The first thing we can do to detoxify, I always tell patients, is stop adding toxins in. So first, stop adding toxins in. So look at your pesticides, right? Look at the food that you're eating. Make sure it's organic, no GMOs, you know, make no, no added hormones. Don't consume foods in plastics. If you use plastic, you know, try to keep it in the fridge, out of the sunlight, out of heat, out of the microwave. Um, excellent clean water, filtered water, clean water. If it's RO, no big deal. Add some minerals back in there. I see a lot of people complaining about RO water. Hey, I'd rather have my water cleaner and then add minerals back in than have water that's more toxic because you can't 
You can't add things into the water that make it more less toxic. It's either got to be filtered from toxins, and then you can add minerals back in on the, on the flip side, and that's totally okay. And then from there, um, and then from there, that's going to kind of give you the, the first foundation because your food's good, your water's good, and then all your hygiene products. Make sure deodorants and skincare and, and, and soaps were free of toxins there. And that way, when we add in binders, there's going to be just less things that have to be binded so our body can work on binding up more things that are released from our tissues that are more stored toxins versus toxins that are coming in every day from our environment. That's a great point. I even forgot to mention that, which is, duh, why did people have to get into the situation where they need binders in the first place? Well, it's they've been exposed to toxins. Now, some people, they weren't exposed to toxins on purpose. It was just they ate organic, but then they, you know, stayed a month in a moldy Airbnb or something, and they got exposed that way. So it's not always your fault, but you're, you're right. You got to empower people and say, hey, look, you can make a choice. You can either eat organic and not get exposed, or you can eat conventional, but now you've got to do the cleanup work. And it's much better to stop it before it gets in than having to remove it once it's already in. 100%. Now, outside of that, we can do things to help our livers function better. We can work on phase one detoxification support, which will take a lot of these fat-soluble toxins and convert them into water-soluble. Now these toxins are mobile. So the activated charcoal really works great when toxins are now mobilized. If they're not mobilized, these binders aren't going to really work well because everything's going to be in the tissue kind of stored up, so to speak. So it's going to be hard to really grab it. So getting phase one detoxification support dialed in, B vitamins, antioxidants, these are going to be key nutrients, maybe liver tonifying herbs like milk thistle or dandelion or artichoke root. I have a supplement called Liver Supreme or Antioxidant Supreme are both my phase one detoxification support. That gets things mobilized. Now if they're mobilized, now we can come in there with binders and we can soak it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, phase two is important too. Now a little involved, exactly. I, I would suppose, with the with the binder conversation because if phase two is not working, you know, phase one can be upregulated, but if phase two is not working, it's like you've got a fire hose going into a garden hose and the backup can happen there. And I'll tell you personally and clinically, when I start to use nutrients to fuel phase two, like some of the amino acids, I, I've taken it too far, like with everything, you know, because I'm a guinea pig, but I've noticed massive, massive improvements just by helping out phase two. And then if I ramp up phase two too much, I'll throw in binders and then the binders will kind of help mitigate mm -hmm. the herks from upregulating phase two. So it's a, it can be a little bit of a seesaw exactly. sometimes. No, totally. All right. What else, so, what else should we hit on? We should hit on the, uh, the clays a little bit as well. Um, you and I love clays. They're awesome. You've got zeolite, you've got bentonite clays. Those are kind of your top big ones you've got like green clays and such clays are awesome uh, i find that they are really good at heavy metals and molds and we'll often use it in a blend so we'll use a little bit of clay a little bit of charcoal a little bit of chlorella all at once and they're well tolerated i haven't seen that many people herks from clay so i don't have any you know evidence beyond clinical with this but i would say that you seem to have less herxing with clays than you do like chlorella or charcoal. I find you can go too much with the others. Exactly, yeah, so just to highlight a couple of things here regarding the sulfur, uh, NAC, glutathione. Glutathione's a tripeptide anyway, so that's made from glutamine, glycine, cysteine, right? Taurine, um, MSM, alpha lipoic acid. Just getting a lot of our sulfur nutrients on board is gonna be huge. That's gonna help provide a lot of the building blocks for phase two. 
And that way we're going to be able to, you know, anacetylation, glutathione conjugation, methylation, right? These are going to involve a lot of our phase two nutrients and some of the phase one, like methylation will evolve like B12 and folate, right? So we want to make sure all those things are working if we need. Now, some people, we're not going to be pushing detoxification directly. We're going to just be, a, it's going to be there more to help pick up the dead debris from things that are being killed in the gut. But if the activated charcoal is still not enough, we may have to push more of those phase one and phase two just to make sure those toxins are releasing. And then the binders will be there to catch things a little bit as well. So a little bit of a push catch if necessary. If not, we'll just be doing more of a catch and the push will be more from the killing side. So everyone's a little bit different. And I tend to, a lot of times this isn't a problem when you have the foundation built in first. Yeah, the funny thing is going into this podcast, I thought, oh, wow, this will be, you know, pretty easy to explain. But the more we dive into it, the more this thing gets a little tricky and so case specific because some people, they don't tolerate upregulating phase two that much. And other people, they have trouble with the binders. So we try to make this stuff as simple as we can. But keep in mind, people, this is not this podcast is not designed to replace one-on-one -on -one functional medicine care. So if you really want to get to the bottom of these issues, you need help. You need us to help guide you through this because I don't want you going and just popping a bunch of charcoal and you feel bad and you don't know why, and then you're confused about what you're going to do next. 100%. So let's talk about some binders. So activated charcoal, you mentioned the heating like that, the, you know, the, which is going to really have a, a big binding effect. It's also going to help with mold as well. Uh, we have things like bamboo. Bamboo binders uh, are excellent as well. We have things like citrus pectin, which are shown to be very helpful for lead. We have zeolite binders, which are very helpful for mold. I think activated charcoal is also very helpful for mold. Uh, we have things like beetroot powder, which has some natural binding effects for mold as well. Obviously, we have the, the medication uh, cholestyramine, which is a really good mold binder. There's some side effects, though, which can lower your sex hormones. Um, fulvic minerals, which have some mold and, and some binding effects too. A any comments on the different kinds of binders, Evan? Oh, chlor chlorella, more on the metal side, more for mercury though, more in the intestinal tract. Anything else? Yeah, the cholestyramine is strong stuff. I used mm -hmm. it and man, I tell you, it works, but I do believe that it affected my gut negatively. I do believe right. that. Now, I don't know if, I don't know if that's a direct influence or is it a byproduct of dragging mycotoxins out of the system i'm not too sure but i would try to tell people don't use the prescription binder unless you absolutely have to and you're just so miserable you can't get yourself out of the rabbit hole with it it's because not necessary for me, for most yeah for me i just i really struggled and i was doing the natural binders for months and i needed a little extra help so i did it short term uh, but i would try to stray most people away. The natural binders can be really good if you have enough patience and time to resolve the issues. And you've, like for you, it's more of a mold thing. So we're kind of talking for binders for most people is more on the killing side, right? So for that, you had no problems with it, right? It was more on the mold side, correct? Yeah, yeah, and then that's right. you find, you, for on the mold binding side, you found that it was just better for you when you had what, more glutathione and more sulfur support in along with the binders, was that true? Yeah, yeah, the glutathione definitely helped as long as I didn't do too much. And then also helping the glucuronidation pathway. That's also part of this whole conversation. And so calcium deglucurate did great things for me as yes, well. Yes, calcium deglucurate is good. And that's a estrogen binder as well as a mole binder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really helps with what's called zearilinone, which is something yeah, we test for on the urine. So, you know, like we've talked about today, you can have a kind of a broad spectrum approach, but we really try to dial it in if we can. If we see specific mycotoxins, we'll try to get a little more specific. 
100%. So I think that's really important. Uh, anything else you wanted to highlight on that? Mm, I think that's it. I would just say the first step is really trying to get the data, right? Because, you know, people hear the word detox and like, yep, I need some of that. And it's kind of trendy, which is, I guess, good, but also bad because people just jump into detox, not knowing why or what they're doing or what they're after. So my recommendation, as always, our philosophies test, don't guess and figure out what do you have that you're detoxing? Do you have a heavy metal burden? Let's find out. Do you have a mycotoxin burden? Do you have pesticides and chemicals? Do you have all that? Okay, great. Now let's make a plan to go after these things. So like I said, don't just run to Whole Foods, buy coconut charcoal and take it if you don't know why you need it. I prefer people have a reason. 110%. I totally agree. So a couple things, right? So number one, people say detoxification, right? Well, number one, you're always detoxifying. The question is, are you detoxifying at 100%? Are there enough toxins and stressors in the environment that are impairing your detoxification where certain toxins are accumulating in your body more than are being eliminated? So number one, you're always detoxifying. Number two, it's more optimizing your detoxification systems. Also, number three, people that talk about cellular detox, that's marketing garbage, okay? <laughs> Detoxification is happening at a cellular level. It's called their cytochrome P450 oxidase pathways. That's happening biochemically at a cellular level. Amino acids, vitamins, minerals, nutrients, these pathways are being upregulated all the time. That's happening at a cellular level. So when people talk about cellular detox, that's just marketing hooey. Anything you do to help detoxification, just drinking more water, guess what? You're enhancing cellular detoxification just by you decreasing inflammation. You having really good nutrition in your food, you're enhancing cellular detoxification, okay? So don't get don't get um, you know caught up with a lot of these marketing buzzwords. Yeah, unfortunately, detox is probably the most, uh, what would you say, maybe sleazy, snake oily type part of functional medicine. Yeah, it is for sure. And I think a lot of the time it is because people come at it from that's the first step. So they're taking people and they're just trying to upregulate these pathways right out of the gates. And if people have gut issues and they've been nutritionally deficient for a while and they have a lot of toxins that they're consuming food-wise or in their life, yeah, they can really feel crappy and sick. So it's probably the last thing I do out of the gates, again, specifically, right? We're always detoxifying. So if I see a patient and I don't hit the toxification specifically with those nutrients, but I get them drinking better, cleaner water and get them going organic and get them pooping every day, I am enhancing their detoxification like tenfold, just doing that alone. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's just funny. I guess it, it gets a little cheesy because that's one of the few things that your average person who knows nothing about functional medicine knows about is the word detox they probably heard it before their friend drinking detox tea or something silly like that right and then you have like the master cleanse detox right which is hey that's cool you're giving your digestive system a break and you're not necessarily detoxifying when you when you do that i mean you're not enhancing nutrition you're enhancing fasting and autophagy and and that can help with stem cells and that can help detoxify a little bit cuz you're you're fasting so detoxification is a little bit higher there but you're not specifically pushing those pathways most of those benefits happen because you're not consuming a whole bunch of food allergens People feel better doing a master cleanse. It's typically because their diet usually isn't that great. So when they go on a master cleanse, they're avoiding a lot of those foods that are inflaming them all the time. The more healthy your food is when you go to a cleanse, you're, you're kind of like, oh, well, it isn't that big of a deal because your food's already really of high quality. 
Yep. Yeah, silica's on the list too. There are small nutrients. I mean, there's there's boron, there's uh, trace minerals. Some could argue may be helpful. Yeah, molybdenum can be helpful. So uh, I think we hit on a lot of the big ones though, a lot of the big tools. The, you mentioned the pectin. I've done pectin. I'll be honest, I haven't noticed much from it. I do use it in combination with some other binders, but I've never done just like a pectin trial by itself and noticed any significant difference, meaning I haven't taken it and my head's clear. Like with charcoal, if I'm kind of fuzzy, I'll take a little charcoal and then boom, you know, I'll notice the clarity. I don't know if it's pectin's different. Maybe it's not binding on to the type of toxin that's causing the it's head drunkenness in the first it's place. It's better for lead, I think, and mercury. Okay. Yeah, a lot, a lot, okay. more for the heavy metals, but it's still helpful, you know? You know, if you're yeah. going to be detoxifying, it's not going to hurt having that in there. It just wouldn't be the only thing you'd have in there. Right, right. Yeah, and so... And maybe heavy metals, they don't have as much of a quick turnaround time on your symptoms, whereas mold does. Like, I know if I've taken a mold hit, it's like, whoa, it's a pretty quick symptom reaction. Whereas, hey, I breathed in a little car exhaust. I'm probably not going to feel anything right away from that. Right, exactly. Yeah, totally. So anything else you want to add, Evan? I think we really went to tell on all this stuff. I mean, I think the key thing I want to highlight for everyone listening if you're having a lot of issues or hormone issues or detoxification issues, you know, do the foundations out of the gates. But if you're still struggling, you want to reach out to someone like myself and Evan so we can help you all out. We're available worldwide and Evan's at evanbrand.com. I'm at justinhealth.com. You can click on our schedule buttons and we can support you and help you during the process if you need that expert help. We've helped thousands of patients uh, together. So we have a lot of experience and a lot of people have other issues going on like gut infections, like hormone imbalances, like inflammation issues, like other thyroid or autoimmune issues that are part of the issue. And just supporting detoxification by itself won't be the fix for that. It's part of a bigger, broader plan. So if you're on yeah. the fence, feel free to reach out, guys. Yeah, good point. And uh, some of our mentors had said you really have to kind of market to people for what they think they need, but give them what they truly need. So a, a woman may say, oh, I need detox. Okay, so we'll be like, okay, yeah, we can help with that. But hey, guess what? Detox is not your number one priority based on these labs. We really need to do this. And as a side effect of working you through this, yep, we'll detox you as well. So don't always assume in your head you've got it all figured out because there may be a different set or, of priorities or a different order of operations. Yeah, it's always interesting when patients come in and they, they, they kind of have an idea of what they want. But then the question is, I'm, I'm going to try to give you what you need. And I'll yeah. try to connect the dots because if your goal is to get better and address these issues, then we're totally in alignment. You, you just may, be, you may think this is what you have to do to get there. But um, as long as you're open to guidance, then, hey, we can adjust that for sure. Yeah, it's, it's always a fun process. So just to mention the links, I'll mention them one more time. Dr. J at justinhealth.com, available online. And uh, me, evanbrand.com. And that's it. So we'll be back next week. Take great care. If you have questions, concerns, comments, you know, write us a review and tell us what kind of topics do you do you want us to cover. We're happy to dive into all of it. We live, we eat, we breathe this stuff every day, all day. I mean, this is our life. So we're very passionate and we would love to hear what you want to hear about. Absolutely. And we'll put a link down below under references for products that we specifically use and formulate to help support some of the pathways and the, and the objectives that we chatted about in today's podcast. So if you want to support the show, you can also purchase those products that which we believe and personally use for ourselves, patients, and family. Awesome. Everyone, you guys have a phenomenal day. It was great checking in with y'all. Take care now. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode as always. Please review me, review me. You made it to the end. That must have meant it was good enough. Or maybe you're like halfway falling asleep, which is probably not a good time to listen to the podcast. But please review me, 
I will love you forever. Just go on your podcast app on uh, Apple specifically because that goes into the Apple podcast algorithm. And the more reviews, the more people that Apple will show my podcast to. Right now, we've got 565-star reviews. Let's let's make it some more. Give me the stars you think the show deserves, and thank you so much. As I mentioned in the beginning, my Better Belly course is open for enrollment. have over 200 students in there. I'm going to teach you, literally, when I say teach you, I'm literally showing my screen Hey, look, check out this organic acids test. This is what was wrong with this lady. Here's what we did to fix her. Here's the after result. Hey, here's this lady's gut. Here's this guy. Here's this kid with autism. Here's this lady with mold. Here's what we did. Here's how to fix them. And I reveal all the protocols. It's literally me pulling back the curtain, and it's incredible. And I'm not just saying that because I created it. If I had something like this when I were in school, oh, man it would have really accelerated my knowledge because it's all clinical. It's not just brain candy. Like this study said that, this study said that. There's a little bit of that in there, but it's primarily clinical. So I hope you can check it out while the doors are still open. This is for the layperson and for practitioners. You can register now, betterbellycourse.com. And even if you don't want to register there's and enroll, I think you're nuts. You're missing out. It can change your life forever. But there is a free one-hour class, masterclass that I've created on there just for those folks that are just unable to, for whatever reason right now, commit to the enrollment. But there are quizzes throughout that will keep you on your toes, and I promise you're going to learn more than you ever have from any nutritional certification, functional medicine training, anything you've ever seen. This is going to be 10 times better, I can assure you that. So betterbellycourse.com. And then clinically, I am available evanbrand.com. I'll also have the link in your podcast app there. You can just book a call with Megan. She's my functional medicine practitioner on staff. She's amazing. So we'll chat with you about your symptoms and goals, and then we'll take you on and help you out. So we really look forward to it. You take great care of yourself. We'll be in touch soon. Bye-bye.